You're listening to the Slumber Party Podcast with your host, Amanda Jusen, a mum of two girls, a child and infant sleep expert, and general sleep lover. If you're a tired parent who is desperate for answers or just someone who loves sleep, this podcast was created just for you. Each episode is packed full of tips and tricks to help you maintain your sanity as well as your social life during the early stages of parenthood. So grab your headphones, it's time to get comfy. Hello, everybody. It is Amanda Jusen, host of the Slumber Party podcast, sleep consultant for your babies, and general nap enthusiast. Could go for a nap right now, except I won't because I have an amazing, super exciting guest today. We have Renee Greno, aka The Mom Room. Um, and we were just kind of the reason why I kind of halted our conversation, Renee, is I was like, we need to, we need to like put this into the podcast. But um, you were just saying that people don't know your name and that many people will just call you the mom room, which has happened to me. Like when I did your podcast, people would be like, do you know the mom room? (laughs) 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 Well, I was on her podcast. I guess I do now. Um, but what is your name? Are you comfortable sharing your first and last name? Yes. So my name is Renee Rena Greno, but on Instagram, it says Renee Rena. So Mm -hmm. I think people- That's what I thought your name was. Yeah. They assume that that's my last name, but it's not. And then my husband has a different last name. And so I think it's just all very confusing to people. Um, But yeah, people can call me Renee. They can call me Rena. They can call me the mom room, I guess. I've had it um, when I was living in my old neighborhood in uh, Toronto. I would be walking down the street and people would just go, baby's best sleep. And I'd be like, yeah, that's my business. That's not my name. (laughs) So I've had this similar thing happen to me before. Um, I was on your podcast and like, truth be told, there's like, I'm going to say something that's going to sound somewhat insulting and then we're going to get to a good part. So stay with me. But um, there's so many like mom people, right? Like myself included, there's 487 sleep consultants. And I remember someone being like, oh, you should be on the mom rooms podcast. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then like I checked you out and I'm like, oh my God, this person is so friggin' hilarious. Your TikToks are just hitting a spot for moms and parents that are just, it's outstanding. I am truly amazed at the level of your creativity. I want you to tell me, I know it's so good though. Honest, I love doing TikToks. Like I have a theater degree first. So part of me is like, oh, I love them. And when I friggin' nail it, I'm so excited. But do you know the amount of time I sit here thinking about TikTok ideas and I get like one a week? You're banging them out like multiple times a week. Like your creativity is truly, it's so impressive. And I I, I mostly wanted to have you on to kind of brag about what you're doing, talk about where this came from and and learn more about you and then also steal your secrets for creativity. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, I used to put out, so when I was really into TikTok, 
I was putting out three a day, like morning, lunch, and then before bed, I would put three out. And so when Milo, I would either record them, and this was during quarantine, and I would record them with Milo, or I would record a bunch while he was napping, and then you just save them in your drafts, and then I would release them, you know, like I have so many drafts because... I find sometimes I'll get ideas or I'll hear an audio that's a trend and I'll record it, but I don't have any text attached Mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. So like I have drafts sitting in my TikTok that, you know, it's a certain song playing over or like an audio, but I don't have an idea for the the context in which I should put it out. So they just sit there and I, most of my ideas come from, a situation that happens in my actual life, like with Milo or with my husband. And then I'm like, I think about it and I'm like, wow, that's actually hilarious. If you like put a little twist on it or, you know, you present it in a certain way or I watch TikToks and I get ideas because it'll be, you know, something like a single 20 year old something guy does, but I'm like, oh, if I like, like switch that into mom life you can make it in a different way and be funny so yeah like that's why I I try and keep up with watching TikTok because that's where I get ideas yes yes and I I came to TikTok late I know that there's like a million TikToks so guys if you're not on TikTok and I know who you are like I don't understand that was me okay I was like look I'm in my late (laughs) 30s. I don't have to take on every trend. I don't have to do all the things. I'm not on Twitter. I don't have to be on TikTok. It feels like something for someone else. And then I was really, it was, I think it was like April 2020. So like early lockdown, nothing's going right. And I just have, I was like, fine, I'll get in, I'll look at TikTok. And I just was, I, laugh so hard. I'll never forget it. My husband and I, and I was like, I haven't laughed this hard in so long. The creativity in 15 to 30 seconds to a minute is just outstanding. When I'm in a bad mood or if I'm having a bad day, I will go on TikTok to like jump it up a bit because for sure something is going to make me howl. And I know their algorithm stuff is like probably criminal, but it's so in my brain that it knows exactly (laughs) what I need. It's so niche. I will think of something, uh, but no, this is where I'm at now. So I was like, I I hate talking about this because it's so political. I want, I want to lose some weight right now. I don't, I'm not really obsessed with the idea, nor do I feel like I need to. I just don't feel good in my clothes right now because I spent a year inside and that's all there is to it. And it's going to take me a long time and I don't feel like anyone needs to, okay, is that enough disclaimers? I, I, but anyway, (laughs) now TikTok is like, guess what? Here's some weight loss, um, TikToks for you. And here's some, and I don't even know. It's like listening to me, Yeah. but then some of the stuff is actually really helpful. I'm like, yeah, thank you. I should maybe think about that. Um, or just like, I'll get into like, I'll think cat TikToks are funny. Um, and my favorite one, 
is that uh, I got I got one one day that was like, if you're watching this, you're probably a black woman. And I was like, hmm, <laughs> I think you might have missed the mark on that. <laughs> but maybe I post so much about like uh, equity and diversity, it like thinks I'm a black woman. And I was very um, complimented by that. I was like, oh, sweet. Um, <laughs> Anyway, okay, so behind all of your amazing TikToks uh, is like an extremely smart person who has her PhD in psychology, and you're in the midst of writing a book, and I would love to know all about that. Like what, I'm just trying to think of like you sitting at home, you're like, all right, got all these PhD thoughts. And like, how do they connect for you? Like, where did this <laughs> idea come from? For the book? Well, just like you're, I, I keep thinking about like, you're like, I have a PhD in psychology, which is not what you would like, that's not a natural transition to like TikTok <laughs> mom star. For, forgive me. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not, it's just like, wow. Tell me how you got there. Yeah. So PhD, it's funny. So I recorded a podcast this morning, a solo one for mine that's going to be released tomorrow. And I was answering questions that people sent me and someone was like, how do you stay so motivated? And I was thinking about it and I've always been like that. So Mm -hmm. it started out with sports. Like I was heavily like laser focused into sports and then When I, in university, when I came back to my hometown and decided I'm not going to play volleyball anymore, I'm just going to focus on school. Then I was like laser focused on school. And that's Mm -hmm. all like, you know, applying for scholarships and working till I got this scholarship and this funding and got into this program and this program. And so I just kept going, kept going until I couldn't go anymore. So that was a PhD. And then, (laughs) yeah, it's crazy. And then, and they're like, go home. There's no more school for you. It's so funny. I remember one year uh, at the beginning of September, I put out a post on Instagram. This was like a few years ago. And I was like, go like first day of grade 33 or like something like that. Cause like, <laughs> and, yeah, it's so true. Yeah. So I finished my PhD days, literally almost exactly a year ago today, which was a few days before we were in quarantine in Toronto. Yeah. And so then I was in quarantine with Milo and I couldn't do anything. I was finished my PhD now. I had nothing to put my focus into. So I started like really creating content like for the blog on Instagram and then in TikTok. And then it just kept growing and growing. And then I was like, how can I, you know, get this information and this content out in a different way where I could have guests on and hear other people's perspectives. And then it turned into a podcast. Mm -hmm. So now that is, it's like, I just put all my energy from school to now into doing this. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I'm kind of similar in this way. I mean, you're saying something very complimentary about yourself. And I'm like, yeah, me too. I'm the same. So I'm aware (laughs) of what that sounds like. But I am very, I am very motivated to like, once I get into something, it's like, well, I want to be the best at that. I would like to be as good as I possibly can. I I, I do call myself like a type 
like B plus, you know, like I, I'm comfortable with being like number two or three out of a hundred. Like, that's amazing. I don't need to be number one, mm-hmm. but like a top two or three and I'll work hard to get there. So I, I might not mm-hmm. be as hardcore, but I do share that. I do understand that like, well, this is going well, where can I go with this? What opportunities yeah. are, are, does this bring to mm-hmm. me? Um, I had a thought while you were talking about um, um, TikTok, and I was thinking that what's cool about following you is I find like your TikTok and your blog and your Instagram all have a really different tone, right? Like I think mm-hmm. that you're like a, a serious writer. Like your blogs are pretty like nice, and actually, they're nice, um, but they're a different tone from you know someone who puts on like a baseball cap and pretends to be your toddler, right? It's like <laughs> you would expect the same sort of like uh, vibe, but I feel like uh, you write in a smart intelligent way on your blog your instagram is kind of like your day-to-day my other favorite thing about your instagram is when you take like hater comments and you just respond to them really nicely yes <laughs> like i get a little bit of hate but i'm not as popular as you you get you get some wild which is expected right because I talk about things that people don't want to talk about and I understand that people are going to see certain things and be you know get their guard up and their response to that in the moment is to write something that's kind of judgmental or shaming in the comments and I totally get that so I just like to people always ask like how do you respond to people in that way? Or how do you keep putting stuff out there when you get negative feedback? And, and then there's people that say, don't even respond, like don't even bother, but I can't just let it go when it's something Mm -hmm. that is, when it's a comment that moms get regularly. And I know that other moms get it. I have to respond because I know I want people to see how I respond so that they can look at that and be like, yeah, like, see, I don't feel bad anymore about doing this or, you know, sending my child to daycare or whatever it is. So yeah, I think that's super important to respond and then share the response. And yeah, and at at first I would feel a little bit bad about it. And then I'm like, no, like they're publicly writing this comment on my profile. I will share it. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I, yeah. I mean, it's hard to, deal with that. But I feel the same sort of um, responsibility. Like I don't really get a lot of hate stuff. I think like people who follow me are generally on board, but like sleep training is divisive. It's controversial. I hate saying it's controversial. It's controversial. Like vaccines are controversial in my opinion, where it's like safe, effective, uh, studied for 4,700 bazillion times, but still there's some controversy. (laughs) I mean, okay. But yeah, that's sort of how I feel. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's like everything. There's so many topics in parenting that are that way when they shouldn't be. Yes. You know what I mean? Like breastfeeding versus formula, daycare versus not daycare, sleep training versus not sleep training. People like to be very divided on these topics. Yes. And then as a mom, it's also awkward to state your opinion or where you stand on these things because you know that other people are on either end of the argument. So it's uncomfortable, but it shouldn't be. 
this is my whole life. This is like me at a dinner party meeting someone I don't know. And they're like, hey, what do you do? And I'm like, um, <laughs> so let's I'm, I'm a serial killer. <laughs> it's like, I feel like that would go over better in some circles. Well, I yeah. am a serial killer. And they're like, you know what? I get it. I get it. You can't help it. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, I know. And mostly people are polite and don't say anything. But I, I remember, so one of my very first forays, like, so I'm just fresh four years ago, finished my training, ready to go. And I remember it was like, do workshops at baby stores. I'm like, oh, how lucky am I? In my neighborhood, there's a baby store right across the street. I can just go over. I know that they have a workshop space that they're dying to have people in. I'll email her. How lucky. So I email her about like what I do, blah, blah, blah. And like the response I received back was so cold and mean. And it was like, we don't accept that here. There will never be a partnership between my business and the work that you do. And it stung. Oh, boy. And I'm kind of happy, though, I got that a little bit early. So I wasn't like walking around being like, what? Like it was a little bit of uh, maybe indicative of the bubble that I was in, that everyone I knew was very comfortable with sleep training. Um, I knew that there was like some feelings about it, but I felt like it was very fringe. And now that I do this work, I find like, oh no, that's it. This is a huge, huge divisive issue. There are people who don't mm -hmm. even want to like tell other people or their family members that they're doing it. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's wild. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all this to, you know, bring it back to the idea that like on my Instagram, I feel like my feed has like self-selected out, right? Where you hit so many issues that you're going to have, you're going to piss off at least one follower. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. They're like, I was down with the daycare. I was down with the sleep training. How dare you talk about blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, okay. But it's such a weird thing because like, I have friends who co-sleep with their kids. Mm -hmm. I have friends who never sleep trained. I don't feel anything about it. And I don't think that they feel particularly demonized by me either. I don't think that like sleep training is something you have to do. Like, do you have friends with different parenting styles? Oh, totally. And yes. this is part of the, like I always talk about in motherhood, like approaching other moms with empathy as opposed to your ego because, yeah. and sleep training is a perfect example. It's easy for me to look at someone else and say, how dare you sleep train? Well, yeah, my husband got up with, with Milo until he was 11 months old. My husband slept with the monitor because my husband can wake up and fall mm -hmm. back asleep like a champion because he's so mm -hmm. used to it. So yeah, yeah. See, I wasn't breastfeeding. We started giving him formula. It's very easy for me to say that. But, mm -hmm. you know, somebody else doesn't have that. If I had to do everything on my own, let's say I was a single mom, mm -hmm. we would have sleep trained as soon as possible because I could mm -hmm. not function. So you have to understand that other people's situations are not your situation. That is so important for everything and all the decisions that we have to make. And that we could both be in the same room experiencing life at the same time in the same place with the same situations and knowing that we would experience those same exact things differently is very different. Um, yes. Which is what, I, I, I mean, 
I, I do, you know, I sleep train babies for a living and I can have like two clients with the exact same profile and how the parents were coping are different. How the baby is doing is different. Yeah. Um, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And so I just like with anything, like I have only love in my heart for people who don't want to or can't sleep train or whatever. I, I just find it so strange to be like so mean on the internet. The only time I've ever been really mean mm -hmm. on the internet is when like a particular group, well, it's either I'm writing my politicians about COVID response, which is <laughs> totally bad. And, I'm, and then I say things like, I will fund your opponent with every dollar that I can. <laughs> That's what I've said that, okay? Which I feel like is fine. Or when someone is being like, um, like, uh, um, what's the word like exclusionary in some way, or like mm -hmm. just being a, a gross, like racist or sexist. And I might say something mm -hmm. a little like snappy, but I don't think I'd be like, you should die. Like, it's just so crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it's the, the internet is just such a wild, wild place. Okay. I have a, I have a question. So you're writing a book. And I want to know about it so I can buy the book. Slowly but surely. That's the thing. So uh, TikTok, Instagram, I'm trying to get one YouTube video up a week, the blog, the podcast. It's like all, but it, before it was mostly just TikTok and Instagram. So it was like golden. But once you start adding all these things, it's hard to not have other things suffer and mm -hmm. I really want to write a book. I've always wanted to write a book. And I want to write each chapter will be kind of one of the topics that I talk about often. So, you know, one chapter will be about mom guilt. One chapter mm -hmm. will be about being the default parent. One, you know, like those kinds of topics. Um, so, yeah, I'm slowly writing it. I have a few chapters. And now what I'm doing is having people on Instagram reach out to me with their experiences, their thoughts about all these different topics. So I can kind of incorporate their stories into the book as well, because that's part of mm -hmm. what I love doing is like sharing everyone's differing experiences with these topics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I, I love the idea of just like a spot where you can read a lot of different perspectives where yeah. instead, like most books are about like, here's my perspective. It's up to you to figure out the others. It might be nice. Like when I'm on a discovery call with clients and they're like on the fence, I'm like, just feel this out. Like there's no rush and you, you like have a chat with lots of different people. And, you know, there's lots of mm -hmm. different ways to look at this. This is my way that I do it, but I'm not beholden to just this either there's lots of different ways um I feel like that would be really yeah. empowering for a lot of new moms who are yeah, and I like yeah I'm really good at Sorry. sharing my experiences and things that happened to me but and then I get messages from people saying thank you so much for sharing that like you're validating how I've been feeling and I've been feeling the exact same way and it's super helpful to know that other people are going through the same thing but like we're all going through very similar things so it's like well here's a book where here's my experience but look at all these other moms that also mm -hmm. are going through the same thing right so it just kind of amplifies the message that we're all going through these things. 
I love that. And are, is anything about your background in psychology, is that going to be a part of the book at all? Is it, or is it more like a, an experience of like a mom being on the internet? <laughs> I think it, it'll be similar, I think, to my blogs, just kind of expanded yeah. and more in depth. So nothing really specific about my background and my like psychology or anything like that, but right. um Obviously, my training in psychology kind of shapes how I think about things. So I always say that, like, because people say, I'm so surprised you're not using your PhD. Like, you did all that work. And it's like, no, I use it every day. Like, all these thoughts that I have and things that I come up with are because of training that I have. So... How does one use a PhD? <laughs> like in the traditional How would it sense. Look to others. Yeah, exactly. Like to, what would satisfy your following to yeah. be like, look, you're I'm using it. Yeah. I'm look, I'm a this. I'm a like, professor. <laughs> I did it. I did yeah. it. Um, I love that. So, okay, what do you you are obviously like when I, like I said, when I was on your podcast, I had so many people reach out to be like, Oh my God, I'm fangirling. Um, and I would love to know who your favorite people are on the internet. You know, who's showing up first, um, in your feed, TikTok, Instagram, or yeah. otherwise, sorry to put you on the spot. I, it's funny. I always, especially when I first started the mom room and gaining like followers and a platform people would always be like like what mom accounts do you follow and I was like none I I had never really <laughs> you know and I still don't consume yeah. a lot of content at all I scroll TikTok um some of my favorite TikTok I really love domestic blisters on TikTok she was on my podcast mm -hmm. not too long ago okay. um she talks about like keeping house and uh, basically just like self-compassion and, you know, stuff like that. I think, and she started in the pandemic as well or in quarantine as well because she was struggling with like kids and keeping the house, you know, clean. And mm -hmm. so anyways, I really like her and her <sighs> message. And then on Instagram, I, uh, I watch the birds papayas stories. Um and then sometimes I go yeah. to that little for you. I don't know what it's called on Instagram, but like the yeah for you page where it's yeah. just like a curated page. <laughs> yeah, explore. Mm -hmm. And I'll like scroll that. Yeah. And I don't know. Sometimes you click on something and then you just get sucked down a rabbit hole of like looking at random accounts so and true. different posts. And yes, but yeah, I don't really consume that much content. Do you like? What about you? Who I'm you so. I well going back to like my original thing where I was worried I was going to insult you like when people are like do you know the mom room it's like oh my god there's so much there's so much out there yeah um my I probably I also follow the birds papaya I'm just so happy she had a baby because yeah. I think that she's doing a lot of really good things for motherhood messages like I just loved her for body positivity stuff I followed her for years but I just I'm like oh you're the perfect person to have a baby yeah. thank you for all of these messages yeah um 
I'm jo- I love Jillian Harris. Yeah. I love, I think she's a really inspiring businesswoman. Mm-hmm. So I watch her a lot. Um, I'm really into, uh, oh God, I'm going to butcher her name. You know, the woman who sleeps, walk, sleepwalks on TikTok? Spooky something. With the videos? Oh. Like, it's funny? Yes, yeah. it is funny. So, like, basically, she has a sleepwalking disorder. So they're like, well, let's record ourselves. And it's just, un- I can't, I have to send you this. I've seen done. one video and I was like, no. I know, I know. Like, the amount of, like, uh, self-confidence and lack of shame you would have to have to, like, oh, I won't even drink a glass of wine and go on the internet, let alone (laughs) film myself in my lizard brain state. Like no one needs to see or hear that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's so cool that she does that. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm really into those accounts just off the top of my head. But I wondered like, what does a what does a TikTok star watch? And I think it's funny that you're like, oh, I just like do my own thing, like funny things on the internet. Yeah. 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 I'm very much the same. And I have like, it's hard. Oh, you know who I love? Um, What's her name? Like Flossy Bossy or something? Flossy Boss? Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Shoot. She, again, she is like, I think 20 years old, but just so funny. Like she just... Have you ever seen that video where she's like, like she's calling her dad because her car broke down or something? And she's like, and the guy is telling me my oil changed. Okay. I <laughs> oh. have it. You have to send this to me. It, I, I've also just realized by doing that, that like recreating a TikTok is like recreating a joke and I'll never do that. Again. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm like, as I was doing it, I was like, ugh, feels uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like one of those things um, where you're like, you have to, you have to see it. You have to see it, I guess. You have to see it. And then because I ruined it, when you do see it, you'll be like, hmm, she did say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just okay. Um, I also really enjoyed that you're into the Real Housewives. Oh, and- Yeah. I, I like no one is. So I, a podcast that you have to listen to is Bitch Sesh. I think oh. I told you that the last time we talked, but it's so good. I have to check that out. I haven't. There's a few seasons of Housewives that I haven't seen that I need to see. It's just there's so many seasons yeah. that it's yeah. overwhelming. Like I remember a long time ago, I started from season one, episode one, Real Housewives of New York, and I watched the entire mm-hmm. thing. So now mm-hmm. like I start, I finished Dallas. I just did Salt Lake City. So good. Um, so good. Yeah. So I need, I'm on Sydney right now. Have you seen that one? Oh, no. I haven't seen any outside of the States besides oh, okay. the Toronto one a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, my my favorite franchise is Atlanta. It wasn't always, but I watched on my second mat leave, I watched 10 seasons, I think. Wow. Maybe it was eight, something on my second mat leave. I was in a bad place and it lifted me out of it. <laughs> oh, nice. See, that's one I've seen episodes here and there throughout the entire series. Yeah. So I'm hesitant to start from the beginning because there's going to be so many episodes and things going on that I've already seen, but I need to watch yes. it from the beginning. Uh, I'm telling, like, Nini Leaks, Kim Zolziak, 
and Sheree Whitfield, I think her last name is, are the funniest women <laughs> I have ever seen. Like, I th- Kim Zolciak is kind of like funny, um, not on purpose, but Nene Leakes is very, very funny. Like, I, I will laugh out loud. So that's, that is your homework when you okay. have all that time. Okay, will do. Um, we are coming to the end of our episode. I think I could talk to you forever, but I won't. I try to make this nap the entire length of a crap nap. So unfortunately, if your child is up, they are now screaming at you. You should go get them. And then you should jump on a call with me so I can help you lengthen those naps. See what I did there. That yes. was a good one. Um, we're going to leave it here for now. As always, you can find me at www.wspestsleep.com. Renee, where can people find you? Yes. So on Instagram and TikTok at the.mom.room, I have the Mom Room podcast, which is everywhere. And my website is renearena.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Coming. Coming. Staying yeah. in your house. Coming, coming, <laughs> coming into, into that room. Yes. <laughs> See you later. Bye.